Pastor Xavier Reese offers this advice for those who desire to grow stronger in the faith. Oh, do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your tasks. I'm not a masochist, but I've lived long enough to know that it's the abundance, it's the luxury that destroys people and nations. Difficult times make people of character. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Make millions quick and easy. Lose weight without working out. Get your college degree at home. The world is full of quick and simple solutions, but Pastor Xavier says if you want to follow God faithfully, there are no shortcuts. Today, he takes us back to the Old Testament book of Joshua as he explains what it means to live by faith. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9. And the message is entitled, Joshua, the Faithful Commander. Joshua is God's soldier, called and commissioned by God to bravely lead the people of God into Canaan, the promised land. Joshua is a type of Jesus Christ, as we've spoken about. Crossing the Jordan. With the people. The very river that Jesus Christ was baptized to begin his public ministry. The almighty Jordan. (laughs) Beautiful type. So Joshua was called to prompt obedience and integrity. A servant of God. Notice secondly, the specific orders at the commission of Joshua involved their inheritance. Verse 3, the condition was personal individual to possess the land. Listen to the words. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. The children of Israel had limited the Lord in the wilderness. Psalm 78, 41 says, God wanted to do so much more for them. They never believed God. The certainty of it, notice, begins with their inheritance. And it's marked by the words, I have given you as I said to Moses, God had already given the land. God had told the same thing to Moses already back in Deuteronomy 11 and other places. The complete territory has specific boundaries. From the wilderness of Lebanon as far as the great river Euphrates. The wilderness refers to the Negev, the south, the Arabian desert. Lebanon, the Lebanese mountains. All the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territories. So here's the boundaries. That entire land is vast. It has never been accomplished or conquered. Never did they do it going in, nor in Solomon and David's reign. Completely. That will be fulfilled in the millennial kingdom when Jesus Christ takes his divorced wife, brings her in and gives her the land. We're moving towards that. Notice verse 5. The commitment of God to Joshua by the divine promise. The promise of a victorious life, first of all. Listen to the words. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Literally, I will not abandon or drop you or leave you in the lurch. That's good. (laughs) Joshua was merely a replacement of Moses as God's servant, representing the promises of God to be fulfilled. The test would be to obey the word when intimidation or compromise presented itself, be it by the people, the enemy, or self. There's the test. Here's the words. Here we go again. 
Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Because let me tell you, when the difficult times come, the compromise will present itself. And the tendency will be to sidestep, to take the easy way out or the beneficial way that comes immediately. And we have to be real careful. Some people think they are the exception to the rule. There are no exceptions to God's rule, His Word. Some people think that they know better than God. It's foolish. How I have seen in the years past, people who thought they knew better and they took the easy way out and they have paid the price long-term wise. Let me tell you, the pain that you experience in the present through obedience is nothing compared to the pain that you will experience for the rest of your life through disobedience. Remember that. Temporary relief is not always good. It really isn't. The tragic results of compromise and deviation would limit their lives. Do not turn from the right hand or the left hand, that you may prosper wherever you go. The word prosper there means to be prudent. Circumspect, wise and understanding to live out life before God, not man. You see, the location doesn't matter, does it? It says, wherever you go, the word of God is valid for all ages, all generations, and all localities. It transcends culture and people, nations. Doesn't matter. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the mastery of it. Courage is only genuine in the presence of fear. That's why it's called courage. What you're going to do is pretty scary. Very dangerous. One put it this way. Oh, do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your task. The downfall of American society is an easy life. I am not a glutton for punishment. I'm not a masochist. But I've lived long enough to know that an easy life does not produce the best. We have addressed the issue of difficult times and dysfunctionalism and all these social phrases we've learned. And we blame the difficult times and the lack of things on the result of the lives of people. Well, history and the Bible tells me different. It's the difficult times that have proven men and women to be men of character. And difficult times have never broken people and destroyed people as much as good times. It's the abundance. It's the luxury. It's the laziness. It's the philosophy you owe me that destroys people and nations. Difficult times make people... People of character, integrity. I look at the Second World War generation, all of the concentration camps and safely went, men of character. People don't talk about themselves, and they're not even Christians, some of them. <laughs> hmm. The inheritance of the believer is by the grace of God, not works. 
Listen to Ephesians 1.11, because Ephesians is the parallel to victorious Christian living here. In Him, Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of Him, who works all things according to the counsel of His will. So I have to align myself with His will. He is the guarantee of the inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory, Ephesians 1.14 says. In this inheritance, it does not fade away, it's undefiled, and it's reserved in heaven, 1 Peter 1.4. I am in Christ. He is my inheritance. And I'm to follow Him and receive all that He has for me. Now because of this type of thing, today the church is backed off, and because of the heresy of name it and claim it and the positive confession... People have backed off from it. But, you know, claim your inheritance. And I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about look at the Word of God and seek the Lord and walk in obedience. Are you claiming your inheritance? The believer's inheritance is appropriate by faith. Listen to Ephesians 1.3. The blessings of Christ, Jesus, are appropriate by faith. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. I have already been blessed. It's a matter of me walking in the blessings of God to look what God says and to walk in obedience and receive the blessing of God. Remember Hebrews 4, 1 through 3. Therefore, since the promise remained of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we have believed you enter that rest as he has said, as I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works had been finished from the foundation of the world. Hebrews 4, 1 through 3. So you need that faith to believe the Lord, to step out. Faith is believing God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. Rome in Hebrews 11, 1 and 6. Faith is... The revelation of God. Faith is trust and belief in the revelation of God. Not what I believe it is, but what does the Bible say? I believe God's word. The believer will prosper only in obedience to the word of God. It is the revelation of God, you know, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scriptures given by inspiration of God, expired from God, proper for doctrine, correction, instruction, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. You want to be a godly person? Get in the word of God. You want to please God? Get in the Word of God. <laughs> you want to find your direction in life? Get in the Word of God. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3-4. By these precious promises, God has given us a divine nature that we might escape the corruption of the world through lust, pertaining life and godliness. Pretty heavy. But if you're ignorant about the Word of God, then you don't know. You're shooting blanks rather than bullets. Hmm. The specific orders at the commissioning of Joshua involve their inheritance to take the land by faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. Notice thoroughly the secret to accomplish the orders given to Joshua is given right there in verse 8 and 9. In verse 8, the protection for Joshua against failure regarding his commission is given. Joshua was to know and proclaim God's word. Listen to the words. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Joshua was to contemplate the word lived out then. So not only he was to know and proclaim God's word from his mouth, but Joshua was to contemplate the word 
in order to live it out. Listen to the words. But you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Here's the keys. This is the secret that he's laying out. Some of you, oh, that's too simple. Just do it. The word meditate means to recite in an undertone, literally to mutter. The Septuagint, the Greek translation, uses the word indicating a meditative pondering and audible practice. The word of God was in this to control one's thoughts and to transform one's mind. When you talk to yourself, is the word of God part of it? <laughs> David says, why thou disquiet me on my soul? Hope thou on God. Or do you walk around and say, oh yeah, nobody likes me, oh poor me. Oh, if these guys are really Christians, they really help me. Is it, I mean, is it the word of God or is it you? What is it that you meditate about? What is it that you mutter about? <laughs> Notice the extent is night and day. Not once a week. It is to permeate our lives. Not the world. Listen, the minute I get up, the radio, the TV, magazines, billboards. It's all around me to bombard me. To mold me into its form. No. I have to have the word of God in me to resist. Hmm. And so Joshua was to understand thirdly here. That the word of God. Is the only basis for God's blessing. Listen to the words. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Obedience to live right would yield great reward and peace in accomplishing. Here's the key. His mission. His mission. The word prosperous means to advance, to make progress, or be profitable regarding his mission. This is the context. The phrase good success is the same word there that is found in verse 7, translated prosperous, same word, translated differently. And of course, it means, like we said, prudent, circumspect, understanding to live out life before God. So, the com- combination of these two words and phrases teach us that unless we are making progress and advancement in what God has called us to do for the kingdom, then we won't make the most prudent and wise decision for our lives. Wow. Didn't Jesus say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be done? Listen, my goal is to make sure that I fulfill my calling regarding the kingdom. And then God will take care of my life. I'm not to be consumed by my life. Hmm. You know, in Deuteronomy 17, 18 through 20, the king was to make a copy of the law himself when he got on the throne. God knew that they would call a king one day. And he was to make a copy himself from the priest, and he was to do it for himself, to be careful to every word of the law, that he might learn to fear God first of all. Men have to learn to fear God, and the best way to learn is through the word of God. And not only to fear God, but to be careful to observe all the words of the law, and that his heart not be lifted up above his brethren, and that he did not turn to the left or the right, and that he might prolong his life in his kingdom and his children. That's what the Word of God does. That's why we meditate. That's why we're in it. That's why we study it. That's why we tear it apart. That's why that's all we do around here. People say, what do you guys do? We study the Word of God. Because from there comes life, worship, peace, success, and everything else. 
Notice verse 9. The personal confidence of Joshua regarding victory in his commission is given. First, to remember God, that he had called him and spoken to him. Hear the words, have I not commanded you? God had ordered the occupation of the land. This wasn't Joshua's plan. Joshua was God's field general taking orders to be carried out. God was about to bring judgment on a God-rejecting people. A righteous judgment. Joshua was not to shirk back. Oh, well, I don't think it's really fair. And I don't think it's right. Shut up. Take the land. Interesting. The leader doesn't know clearly that God has called him. Is in the world of trouble. And then the people. Secondly, to remember God, that he warned him about the difficult times that awaited him. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. The implication, every time these words appear, implies, listen, the potential for fear, intimidation, and dismay in the future or in the present. Listen, difficult times will come in my life and have. And it is the word of God that has held me, strengthened me, given me hope. Thank God for the good times, but what I do when the bad times come? Hmm. These are human responses to weak, fallen people. None of us are exempt. Anybody here never has been afraid? We fear, we doubt. Sometimes we may think we're losing our mind. We're fallen. The sooner we recognize that, the sooner we'll run to God. Also to remember who was with him. Yahweh Elohim. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. Remember God called you. Remember God warned you when the difficult times come. And remember he's always with you. (laughs) That's good. That is so good. Our minds are to be transformed by the word of God, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beg you by the mercy of God that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not fashioned to this world system, but be transformed, metamorphosed by the renewing of your mind to prove what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. The J.B. Phillips translation says, don't let the world press you into its mold. That's good. The world wants to press you, wants to mold you. You have to have the Word of God. The meditation of God's Word will allow the Holy Spirit to minister unto me, to convict me, to guide me, to comfort me, to guide me, to direct me, to stop me. You remember Peter in Acts 10? He's up in the house of Joppa, Simon the Tanner. And he goes up to prayer. And anybody who's a man of prayer or woman of prayer knows the Word of God. Because that's where you learn how to pray. And as he's praying, the Spirit of God tells him about the two guys coming to go to the house of Cornelius. Go, nothing doubting. When I'm full of the word, then God's Spirit can minister to me. Regardless of what I'm doing, He can intervene. He can interrupt. Listen to Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the 
path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. Some trees have a difficult winter. Storms, snow, blizzards. And you're sure that sucker's dead. Come spring. Little green leaf. Why? It's got deep roots. It's been around for a while. It's drawing resources and stability. Mm. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Mm. The protection that the word of God offers is incredible. In Psalm 19, verse 7 through 14, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statue of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Does the word of God bum you out when you hear it? Then something's wrong with you, not the word. To rejoice you. Oh, that's great. What are you so happy about? Oh, the Lord told me I'm a sinner. Man, he's so right. He said, I got an evil heart. Oh, he's, he's, so, he's so right. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, more to be desired than, than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. You want instant energy? Grab yourself some honey and suck it down, right to your blood. Get in the Word of God. <laughs> Moreover, by them your servant is warned. Oh, what a protection. What are you doing there, Xavier? Oh, oh, nothing, Lord. I was just kind of, okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Oh, okay. (laughs) Warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Ooh. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of the great transgressions. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The Word of God. You know, Psalm 119 is the longest chapter. It talks about one thing, the Word of God. The Hebrew alphabet, all of them, alliterated. The Word will always lead me to think on what is good. Listen to what Paul says, Philippians 4 eight. Finally, brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You will never read the Bible and it says, now you remember your brother, he did this, he just took your candy when you were little, now you get him. He doesn't say that. The Bible always points to what's good. Always what's good. When the difficult times come and they will come. The word of God, listen, will be authority over my life, over my emotions. To remember what God has promised. To remember that to depend upon Him. To remember that He's ever with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age, Jesus said. The secret to accomplish the orders given to Joshua 
was the Word of God and God Himself. Good things for me to remember. So important. And so you have the commission of Joshua by God. The general orders that the commission of Joshua was a great day. The specific orders that the commission of Joshua involved their inheritance to be taken by faith and obedience. And the secret to accomplish the orders given to Joshua was the word of God and God himself. May God give us wisdom. Pastor Xavier Reese with a hopeful reminder for us regarding the courage that can be found when we adhere to the word of God. Now you can request a copy of today's challenging study from our new series of the book of Joshua called Joshua the Faithful Commander, available on CD for just $4. And by the way, this CD will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. The title you'll be asking for once again is Joshua the Faithful Commander, or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make a request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please, don't forget to include the call letters of this station when you contact us. Now, what does it take to walk closer with God? Find out when you tune in to the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 